Whether you're making the same breakfast that you have every day or baking a cake for an extra special day, eggs are a staple in our diets. Eggland's best eggs are nutritionally superior to ordinary eggs, containing more vitamins and 25% less saturated fat. Not only are they better for you, but Eggland's best eggs taste better too. There's a reason that they're America's number one eggs. Visit egglandsbest.com for additional information and delicious recipes. If scary movies give you dread, keep you up late night in bed, here's a podcast that will help your mind. We'll explain the plot real nicely, then we'll talk about what's frightening so you never have to have a spooky time. It's Ruined. Hey everybody, welcome to Ruined. This is Hallie. And this is Allison. And this is a podcast where we ruin a horror movie for you. So buckle up and get at our spooky roller coaster. Wait, vice versa. Switch it around. <laughs> I feel like your vibe when you introduced yourself was very Delilah. Delilah. I like a horror Delilah. That can, I feel like that's a fun Oh, wow. What a, like, a fun great, movie. What a, what a great idea. That reminds me of, um. there's a, a, a zombie horror movie called Pontypool, and it's really well done because it takes place entirely within a radio station. It's kind of like, I guess it's like supposed to be like a Don Imus type of character. So it's like him, uh-huh. his on-air producer sidekick, and then like the uh, like an, a producer in the um, studio, and they start to get calls in about... Well, some unfortunate goings-on in their oh. uh, rural Canadian um, province, I guess. I love that. But yeah, that's I, that's super fun. I would love to be the Delilah for Yeah, I mean, I feel say, like you're cornering the market. <laughs> I feel like people would call it and be like, oh my God, they're inside my house, they're eating my family. I'd be like, wow, we've all been there, haven't we? Yeah. I'm going <laughs> to go ahead and play Richard you know, Marks. <laughs> these Dreams by heart. And I would just play the exact same song I, I was going to play anyways. Well, um... We wanted to kick it off with another question from our mailbag. Yes. Um, and we got a question. This is, well, this person asked a couple of questions. John Z, thank you for writing us. And one of his questions was, um, what does Allison love that Hallie can't stand? Yeah. And the answer, I think we've determined, is the Real Housewives. Yes. And I think a lot of reality, anything that's, I don't really watch competition shows either, but like a cooking show I could watch, but like anything where like, the entire episode hinges around a confrontation. I don't have the, it's against my constitution. I can't do it. I feel like reality TV for me is like what horror does for you. Like I feel like what you love about like resolution at the end, like is also what I'm attracted to. Like in reality TV, it's like, I don't really fight with my friends very often. So like this satisfied, instead I'll just be like, (laughs) no, it's fine for 20 years. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, like you've, this, you've never thrown a glass of Chardonnay in my face. Not Because I didn't come to your, you know, <laughs> my line reveal or whatever. <laughs> Everybody has events. Yeah, I mean, I I love it, but I get why people don't. I find it um, nerve-wracking. Yeah, same mm-hmm. as watching horror. I find it so upsetting. And I want to say, oh, because it's real. But I know it's not real. It's all scripted, too. Right, it's all produced. Yeah, they all have to get hyped up and drunk or whatever. But um, yeah, horror, <laughs> I know it's scripted. Somebody, Somebody's enacting um, a sure. screenplay. But it just uh, the idea that I'll just have somebody come up and yell at my face—I guess that is my horror as like a passive aggressive um, Midwestern person. Yeah, that is my true horror. Is somebody confronting me publicly about something I absolutely have done. Yeah, know? one of the things that always makes me cringe, and I guess like again, like it satisfies—it's the same satisfaction I think that like if you like horror, you get from horror. Is like I cringe and I'm like, oh my god, when I see them make scenes in restaurants and other people start staring at them, it makes me so anxious. It's so scary. Um, And I love it. Someone could set fire to the restaurant I'm in and I will just finish my meal. Like, I'm not... (laughs) Well, that's more because I want to eat my food. (laughs) (laughs) It's probably better that way. Well, thank you for writing in, John. Um, Yes. Yeah, it's something that we've considered a lot and I just... I wish the only reality TV I've watched recently is um, Bling Empire. And I think that's right. because most of the time they are trying to get along. There is some low-level arguments, but then it's like looking for somebody's birth parents. So that's nice, you know. Yeah, yeah. It's getting fancy shoes. Like, it's a, it's a pretty harmless one in terms of the confrontation. Though then it does get confrontational. Well, there's, speaking of confrontations, there's a big one in the, our movie of this week, <laughs> which here will now announce to you, which is, of course, is 2020's Possessor. Um, it was directed by Brandon Cronenberg, who is the son of David Cronenberg, the director of films uh, such as Videodrome, and a huge, I mean, an absolute, absolute horror legend. So you got to imagine, it looks like this is his second 
Brandon Cronenberg's second feature. He's done some shorts. And um, I thought it was great. So tip of the hat. If you're, It's like if your parent is a famous director, yes. and then you direct that same genre. I imagine that's a lot of pressure, but I thought it was a very lot. spooky. Yeah, I mean, the trailer looks really spooky. The trailer was one of those trailers where I'm like, I have no idea what happens in this movie, but this was terrifying. Great. Our loose theme for the month is sort of like, a sci-fi horror, which is a personal favorite of mine, a favorite subgenre. And we always like to take a baseline scary. So, Allison, how scary do you find the concept of techno-assassins? Oh, um, very? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I've never heard that term until just now. And They it's... don't say it in the film. I just realized, I was like, how do I summarize what happens in this film? Techno-assassins. Techno-assassins. I mean, again, as someone who has had their identity stolen twice, I don't oh need my more cybercrime in my life. I hate to bring this up in every episode, but literally last week, <laughs> you know, your anxiety, you know, you're tired all day that you lay down, you're like, your brain's like, what's the worst thing I could think of right now? And last week, one night was... <laughs> Getting my getting my identity stolen, and I was like, I don't know how. Like I'm like, how do you? What do you do? You know? And I was like, could Al, if Allison change her name? Would that reset it, or is that I'm just no? I would I need to change my works. social security number, and which I guess you can do in certain circumstances. And like I remember when I was talking to like various people after the second time. And I was like, can I change my social security number now? And they were like, not yet. I was like, not oh my God. yet. So you're telling me you have to like have so much evidence like and go to them? Ugh. I think like it needs to get compromised in specific way. Like I know they can do it, but like they don't like to. So it's not like, okay. oh, I'll just start over. Like they don't want people constantly doing that. Yeah, I can understand how that would get, that would get complicated. Yeah, so it's definitely on the table, but I guess my life would have to get worse first. Well, so know. imagine that, but even worse. So if okay. this were to happen, I think you'd be able to get a new social security number. Okay, great. And before we get started uh, ruining Possessor, uh, Allison, we, I'd like to ask you, do you want to try to guess the twist? Guess the twist. I mean, I can't even figure out the plot from the trailer, so Good. I feel like it's going to be hard Excellent. for me to guess what happens even just in general in this movie, but Love to hear I mean... It. I'm going to say it's got to be something like the person you thought is good is bad. Like one of those. Great. So let us begin ruining 2020's Possessor. We open on a woman who is sort of feeling between her cornrows um, and her scalp, and she finds a a port in the top of her skull. Nope, and then she I'm already takes out. sort of like, you know, like the end of like, um, I don't even, oh, see, I should have looked this up. Like the end of my, a microphone, like the little metal prong. Oh, yeah. Or like your head, old headphones. Yeah. And then she plugs it into the port into the top of her head. And okay. she has a little handheld device and she has a dial. And she scrolls the dial back and forth. And as she does, she sort of is happy and you see her smiling. And then she's <gasps> crying and you see her really sad. And she Mm-mm. cranks it all the way down and she's just sobbing. Later, we see this same woman. We, we find out this woman's name is Holly Bergman. And uh, she's arriving in a fancy hotel and she's being ushered up to this, like, gorgeous nightclub at this hotel. Okay. And um, it turns out she's one of the hostesses, and all the hostesses are, like, stunning young women, and they all wear, like, matching aqua, like, zip-up jumpsuits. And they're bringing Holly in, and they're I guess they're going to introduce her to, like, some big wig and have her, you know, wine and dine him and have him spend, yeah. like, a ton of money. Right. As she walks into the room, and it's full of people, like, hi, oh, have a great time. There's, like, a buffet. Ugh, she a picks up a steak. Oh, my God, I don't... A buffet, first of all. A buffet? Will we ever eat at a buffet again? Maybe at a wedding. Speaking of which, I just got invited to a second wedding of the fall. I guess (gasps) we're just like... We're just doing it. It's doing it. I cannot wait. I'm so excited. I want to go to a wedding. Well, hopefully this, what is about to happen, doesn't happen at a wedding. Okay. But um, she picks (laughs) up a steak knife as she like walks by, and she walks directly up to a man we've never seen before and stabs him in the throat. Oh. Everyone freaks out and starts running, and then yeah. she's just savagely stabbing him over and over again. What? Like, wiling out on this person. And as soon as she's done, this guy's obviously dead. It's like overkill. She reaches in her bag and she pulls out a gun. She had a gun the whole time, Allison, but she stabbed this guy brutally. She's like, I brought a gun and a knife to this fight. <laughs> I brought a gun and a knife to a gun and knife fight, so I am absolutely prepared. <laughs> a gun and knife fight. Wait, that's good preparation because you never know what kind of fight it's going to be. It's not like they right. say on the invitation, this is going to be a knife fight. This, this is bring a knife fight. You have. Right. So she takes the gun and she puts it in her mouth and she says out loud, pull me out. 
and she tries to pull the trigger, and she can't do it. She can't kill herself. And it's almost like she doesn't have full control over her body. Like, she physically is trying and cannot, or exactly. she, like, doesn't, like, she's stopping herself mentally. It, it seems at this point that she is physically unable okay. to do it. Like, she is trying to pull the trigger, but there is something, presumably the body she is in, there is something interfering with her ability to do this. And luckily the cops arrive, and they do what cops do, which is they just absolutely fire a barrage of bullets, kill, killing her immediately. Cut to awesome. a lab somewhere, and uh, our main character, her name is... Uh, Tasia Voss, but they call her Voss in the movie. She wakes up gassing, and she's Andrea Riceborough, and she's from, I know her best from Mandy, which is a phenomenal horror movie that I guess we could do, but it's a lot of visuals, so I don't know if I'll be mm. able to capture it. But she's a, yeah. a great actress. And she's gasping, and she has like she pulls off a helmet, and she is on a, a lab table. And what we find out is that she is a psychic, or as I've described, a techno-assassin. So yes. she is part of this organization, and she is hired to assassinate people by entering the body of someone else and killing the target. Uh, uh, okay, so, like, that was her. Yes. So, okay. yeah, unfortunately, Holly Bergman... <laughs> Took me a minute. <laughs> ...nightclub hostess and totally innocent person was hijacked and used as a vehicle to murder, as we find out, this this high-powered lawyer, um, Elio Maza, and had nothing to do with it. So she's okay. essentially just a vehicle to commit For, this horrible crime. Okay. But that happened in real life. It all happened in real life. Okay. And unfortunately now Holly is also dead. And what we find out is like if somebody, if an assassin is inside, is possessing a body and that body dies, they are thrown out of it, basically. But yeah. until then, you know, they are in control ostensibly of the body. So afterwards, she has to sit down with her handler, like her supervisor, who was herself a former assassin named Girder. Okay. And she has to go through a box of personal belongings and say, like, this is my grandfather's pipe, and she smells it. And she's like, you know, when he died, I got this. And then she has a framed butterfly. And she's like, you know, when I was a kid, I killed this butterfly and, and had it mounted. But then I always felt so bad about it. And then she pulls something else that looks like a metal grinder or something, and she says, this isn't mine. I've never seen this before. And uh, Gerda says, okay, good, you pass the test. Basically, you recognize these okay. objects, and that's how we orient you back to yourself. Okay, that makes, I mean, makes sense in quotation marks, but that Right, makes there's sense. a lot of stuff where I'm like, okay, I guess that's how they do it, you know? <laughs> yeah, I'm like, you're teaching me all about, I mean, like, I didn't know techno-assassins uh, were a thing until 10 minutes ago, so. In my mind, I, I, my question was, is this a thing that people know about, or is this a new technology? And the movie is set in 2008, so I think we're to think, this is not something where, like, the police are like, I bet it was a techno-assassin. Like, this is a new and secret technology. Okay, oh, so it's set in 2008. Yes. Why? So you don't think it's set in the future where, like, everyone oh, has I, access to this. Okay, that this At is, least like, that's what I think. how crime happens. Yeah, I mean, I think that's why, because nothing happens that would indicate, like, oh, she helps Obama get elected, or whatever, you know, like, I don't even know what happened in 2008. <laughs> or, like, you know, 2001, did she cause 9-11? There's something that happens like that. But I, so I just assumed, like, okay, we're supposed to think this is, like, an alternate timeline, rather than, oh, this is 50 years from now, and it's Minority Report. Right, And people right, have, like, right, technology right. Okay, or something. that makes sense. So Gerder says, like, so how are you doing? How are you feeling? And, and Voss is like, yeah, I'm doing, doing really great. And Gerda's like, well, it seemed like you couldn't kill yourself. And she's like, oh, you know what? Um, no, I was fine. And then Gerda says, um, so why did you stab that guy instead of using the gun that we gave you and sent you in with? And she's like, oh, you know, it felt more like, you know, in keeping with the character. And Gerda says, whose character? And I think we're to think, oh, in keeping with your character because you wanted to do that, basically. Okay. Because there's something about Holly Bergman that makes us think, oh, that lady right. absolutely would have stabbed that guy to death. Right. Uh, Voss asks for time off to spend time with her husband, Michael, and son, Ira. And Gerda says, I thought you said you and Michael were separated. And Voss has this moment where, like, she's clearly forgotten that or, like, hasn't like didn't remember they were separated. So yeah. I think we're supposed to think like even from the beginning, like Voss is like kind of in and out. Like okay, she's already started and she used track. to do this. She's been doing it, I guess, like forever. So she's so, like, like their top. She's person. been bouncing between yes. people. Okay. Yeah, she's doing this all the time. Like, Gerder, who used to be, like, the head assassin of this organization, has been grooming her to sort of take her place. Because she's just like, like, essentially, as you get older, it's harder and harder to do. Yeah. So I was like, man, ageism in every fucking industry. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. a, a six-year-old woman can't go and assassinate someone? Okay. Yeah, it's like, yes, we can. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Um, yeah, shoot shoot that glass ceiling. Um, yeah. <laughs> 
And so Gerda says to Voss, you know, you told me yourself you feel like you become a danger to your family. Like you're not safe to be around them anymore. And Voss is like, no, I don't remember saying that. So she goes <laughs> oh, to the house okay. and she had asked off for, for time off. Like, I need a break from this, you know. And this is a, a great example of like this movie is like communication. Tell your supervisor, hey, I, I lost control and I couldn't control the body. And then right. there, tell your husband, I'm a trained techno assassin and I travel the world, you know, assassinating people. In other people's people. bodies, killing people. Yeah. Because it seems pretty clear to me that Michael does not know because Michael's like just like warm, sweet, bearded, like good natured, like yeah. um, professor. And their son, Ira, I don't, again, I'm bad at kids' ages, but let's say eight or nine, like really cute. And like a normal family, and she is obviously sort of, and I and I don't know whether it's, it's just think like it's just the technology itself, or if she is PTSD from uh, killing all these killing people, a bunch of people, or both. But she's so disassociated, like she can't interact with them to the point where before she goes into Michael's house, they, where she used to live with them, she has to repeat to herself like normal stuff to say like, "Hi, darling. What what have you got there? What have you got? Hi, darling. What have you got there?" Oh, I'm absolutely starving. I am absolutely starving, Michael. Like practice being human. Yes, exactly. And so she's <laughs> so like very. She's vaping and like practicing these lines like over and over again <laughs> to try to memorize them because they're not natural to her anymore. And they go in, and it's so sad because it's like they have a cute little cat who like jumps on the table, and it is a cute life. It's just that she is either so damaged or has been groomed to be such a killer that like it doesn't mean anything to her. Yeah. So by the end of the evening, um, you know, she had been saying to Gerder, I'd like some time off. She's there four hours, maybe. She's like, I'm ready to do another assassination. Get me out of here. Like, I can't do a normal life. She doesn't okay. say any of this. This is just right, what right, we right. understand. But you can tell. <laughs> yeah. And they even, like, she and Michael have sex, and she's, like, just staring at the ceiling, like, completely dissociated. Ugh. And then she looks at Michael, and she sees, like, the wound, the stab wound going into the lawyer's neck. Like, she's obviously haunted by yes. these murders. Wow, I wonder why she's haunted by violent I crimes she's been committing. completely agree. And you don't really see her going to therapy. I guess what therapists would agree to be part of that, I don't know. Yeah. But it's not like she's, like, they're really getting in there. Working like, how do you, through. Exactly. How do you, how do you maintain this lifestyle and, and not let it destroy your mind? Michael asked her to stay and, like, move back in, which I'm like, what, Michael, I'd like to know his backstory, like, why you're with this woman who's, like, A, completely disassociated from you and your kid, B, you don't know what her job is. Like, it's like she's traveling all the time. Something is wrong. But, hey, you know, Velvet Michael, and he's like, I I just miss you, I want to get back together, but she's out of there. So she goes back in, and they, she has like this big, huge deal lined up. And we find out that it, her next job is she's going to enter the body of Colin Tate. He is a former cocaine dealer. And Voss is going to use his body to assassinate his fiance, Ava Parse, and her father, John Parse, who's like the, this billionaire CEO of a data mining company called Zuthru. And they've been hired by John's uh, stepson, Reed Parse. So basically, he wants everyone dead so that he'll inherit the company okay. and all of this money. This is reminding me of, what's that Christopher Nolan movie where everybody's hot? Um, Inception? Inception. Yes, yes. very much this so, is, yeah. This is giving me Inception vibes, which, you know, sexy movie. Um, I've never seen it. I, mean, oh. I have not seen I mean, I've seen Bat- the Batman films, obviously. Yeah. I don't think I've seen any other Christopher Nolan. I didn't see Tenet. We've established that like, on a previous who episode. Who could? Um. <laughs> I, maybe I did. I don't remember it. It was going the other way. Um, um, but yeah, I, I think yeah. eventually we're going to have a lot of those questions where it's like, what is reality? Who is in control yes. of this body? Yes. Is what we're seeing real? You know. Um, so yeah, it is a very uh, Christopher Nolan with a lot more jets of blood shooting out of people. Cool, cool. And um, Voss's company is really excited about this because once Reed is in place as the head of this company, they'll essentially own him. So it's like, okay. not only are we getting money, we're getting paid for this, but like we'll have this leverage over this guy because he we assassinated his family. Right. And uh, Voss is like, great, I'm really excited. And so before then, she has to stake out the uh, intended victim. So she yes. like watches Colin and Ava like through... A telescope and like tries to mimic his speech patterns and like educate himself herself like how he speaks like what kind of person mm-hmm. he is and the story is essentially going to be that like he's just John Pars the CEO is such an asshole and uh, Colin feels so put down and so beleaguered that he just snaps and kills them. Okay. So so they want to establish over the last couple of days of his life that he was acting really erratic. So when okay. the police 
try to investigate. It's like, it's not well, just- he did, yeah. He did do this stuff. He was acting weird, you know. And then as a result of that, um, there's no investigation. So they would never right. find out, like, oh, well, you know, maybe they were targeted by some other people. So they go to put Voss in, and uh, one of the technicians like, well, good luck in there. Let's hope you could, you know, pull the trigger and he might right. shooting it in the gun in her mouth. And she's like, what's that supposed to mean? And I was like, these people are all way too casual about their yeah. jobs. They're like teasing. <laughs> like, I don't know. And it's not great. So they put her under, and there's this really great effect where, like, her body melts. You see her torso made of wax, and it melts down, and then it oh. reforms as Colin's body. So okay. going forward, it's kind of confusing. So, like, Voss is inside Colin's body, and okay. Colin is played by the actor who played Charlie on Girls, whose name escapes me right now. Oh, yeah, I know. Like, yes. Let me. I look. knew he looked familiar in the trailer, but I couldn't place where he was from. But and he's yeah, great in correct. this. He's yeah. also in that. Um, what was it? Catch Twenty Two. They did like a Hulu series. Um, didn't see it, but it looked great. Um, it. Let's see, Christopher Abbott. So yes. we know that it is Voss, and we see like glimpses of her, like in his mind's eye, or like we see different effects where we see that Voss, like physically, but for the most part. When we see Colin, it is Voss, and she's using him as a puppeting him. Okay. So he wakes up next to Ava in this like sickening rich person apartment with gorgeous views, and he immediately Uh goes to the bathroom and checks out his penis, which I thought was a funny. Yeah, that's fun. And absolutely how things would work. Like, yeah, I'd be like, now what's all this about? (laughs) Well, I gotta go take a look at this. Um, So Ava wakes up and, and they're getting ready in the morning, and he, to us, Colin seems normal. But Ava, because she knows him in real life, is like, why are you acting so weird this morning? Like, you're you're acting, you've gone strange on me. But, you know, Voss doesn't know in which way she's acting strange. So she's like, right. Haha, I don't know, just to get, you know. Feeling weird. We also find out that um, the maximum amount of time that she could be in a body is three days, after which she starts to get severe brain damage. And oh. after five days, the port starts to physically break down. So like, if she's stuck in there longer than that, they would, was, I guess, have to re- like force a port back into their skull. Like they'd have to okay. recapture that person and like bring them in and do surgery. So three days, and that's she's only going to be in there two days. So she's like, no problem. I feel great. Uh, she has not revealed any, you know, any of her yeah. hesitancies. And then, unfortunately, as soon as she's in uh, Colin's body, she sees like a jittering, floating white marble in space. And when okay. she goes, she's able to touch it, but then it disappears. So I think we're supposed to think, like, something is... is off in the, like, translation between her and him. Yeah, so is it brain damage? Is it this particular, you know, person is, like, has more of, like, a psychic ability to sort of push back on her? We don't know. Colin has been given a job by Ava's father, John Pars. And where he works at Zoo Through, but it's like the worst fucking job. It's like a data mine. Like he has to like sit in a place they call the mine, where you just sit next to all of these like Geek Squad looking people yeah. wearing VR helmets, and then you use like a roller bar ball, and you literally just watch every video on the internet and identify what kind of curtains or blinds they're using to like collect data to like ostensibly sell people's curtains and blinds. It, they do a good job being like, this is the worst fucking job in the world. Yes, that sounds terrible just from you trying to explain it. But 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 then he stumbles upon a video that's a porno and he's just supposed to look at the blinds and say they're blinds or whatever, curtains, yeah. what color. But like he sort of like hesitates and he's staring at it because he's just like a full on hardcore porno. And his supervisor's like, oh, you're going at a snail's pace. Hurry up. So I guess we're supposed to think, like, for a normal person, for someone who works there, you just constantly see pornography and, like, yeah. stuff all the time. So I guess it's supposed to be, like, an Amazon parody. But, you know, he's obviously sort of shaken. And again, when he goes to take, like, put his helmet on, he sees the jittery little ball again. Okay. He reaches out, and then he sort of has, like, what I would describe as, like, a techno-seizure, where, like, all of a sudden, like, he's having, like, flashes of, like, Voss's actual face, and then, like, he sees okay. Ira, Voss's son. And you don't know, oh, is this Colin breaking through? Is he seeing this? Is Voss just right. having, is something going on with her? Is something going on with him? Or is it both of them are, like, having some sort of, like, internal struggle? Anywho, needless to say, Ooh. he runs to the bathroom to splash water in his face like you do in a movie. Yes. And to show, like, I'm snapping back in. Exactly. <laughs> So he runs to the bathroom and he's he's seeing like he sees like the fan melt and he's having all of these like images and all these seizures. And Allison, I gotta ask at this point, what would you do? 
would you do? I mean, I would definitely be like, I'm getting out of this. Like, right, I would wouldn't you tell eject them? myself early, tell people what's going on, maybe quit my job as a techno assassin, come clean to my husband, and, like, start my life over. <laughs> well, I guess, like, I think what we're to believe is that at this point she's so far in, and at a certain point we hear Gerder say to her, you know, um, I'm kind of surprised to hear you go back, you're considering to go back, going back to Michael and, and Ira, because I've always thought of them as, like, the reason you're not as good as you could be. Like, your family is what makes you worse as an assassin. Right. So I guess now Voss feels like she has to prove like she's so great that so she can't be honest about the very concerning hallucinations and physical <gasps> and, and visual seizures she's having. Yeah, and the work-life balance she's not striking. <laughs> and perhaps there is no way to have a work-life balance. Women can't have it all. But it seems clear that Gerder really thinks that Voss should just cut ties with her family and be like, I don't have a family, I'm just an assassin. Yeah. Which again, as a woman, don't we all feel that pressure? I mean, don't, are we all supposed to be assassins? You yes. know? But you'd like to be able to have both. You want to have, have yes. it all. Both want to have it all. A techno assassin and have a um, husband and child you could like have an, a relationship with where you're not like staring at them like a robot. <laughs> so Voss wakes up on the bathroom floor and... Uh, he he's found by Eddie, who's like one of his coworkers who knows him. Mm-hmm. And they have this conversation where you realize that Colin has been cheating on Ava, like essentially every time they like go out of town or like go anywhere. But okay. Eddie's like, did you get some of that strange? You know, like, it's oh. like, oh, Eddie. And of course his name is Eddie. It's not Edward or Ed, a normal name, Eddie. Yeah. So you know he's like, <laughs> I knew, I knew <laughs> yeah, you in you, you know, yeah. and Voss doesn't know what he's talking about. So he's like, what do you think? You know, like, what do you think I did? And That's which a pretty is really good funny. tactic. Yeah. Gerda can tap in and talk to Voss. And when Gerda's like, are you okay? We all saw you fall on the bathroom floor. We saw it on our sensors or whatever. And Voss is like, I'm fine. You're obviously not fine. Stop lying. So that night, um, Voss, who again is still in Colin's body, goes and stands outside of Ira and Michael's house and just stares at them. Which again is another indication of like, I don't know what you think you're doing, but like now there's just a strange man. Now they, you're inside it, we know that, but right. there's just a strange man outside their house staring at them. Ooh. And so finally, uh, he, Colin gets home hours later, and Ava's like, where the hell were you? Like, I thought you were coming back after work. You've been gone for hours. And, and he's like, oh, I don't know where I was. And um, Not luckily, great. And luckily, Ava has her terrible friends over, so she doesn't really care. And yeah. they're all like doing cocaine, and they're all the worst people like Ugh. you've ever seen. It's like... And one of them's like, why do you work at that shithole job? Their terrible Ugh. father makes you work at. Why do you quit, grow some balls and quit? It's like, shut up. Shut up. And they do like lines of cocaine. And I guess like he was a former Coke dealer. It's like, well, who are your cocaine friends? The worst people in the, the world. The worst people you've ever met. Yeah. And um, one of the of Ava's other friends, Rita, corners Colin. It was like, oh, you know, um, can't we be friends? Like even after what happened? And we find out that they had been sleeping together. And okay. she's like, Ava doesn't care, like, whatever. And maybe she does, maybe she doesn't, I don't know. Yeah. But, uh, you know, again, Colin's like, well, I'm really a lady inside my body. I'm going to be dead in a day, so I, well, sure, okay. Yeah, you know let's, like, <laughs> let's be best friends, you know. As they're doing cocaine off of a photo, Colin looks at it, and it's a photo of him and Ava, and he turns to Ava and says, who is this a picture of? And because Ava's so checked out, it doesn't register her. They're like, that's not a good sign. No, that's a really bad that's bad for everyone involved. Like, that's bad if it's your partner, but that's right. also bad if you're the techno assassin embodying the the person. Because <laughs> like, the implication is that, like, that's Voss saying it, and she right. can't recognize Colin, which is, like, right. Who again, she is. things yeah. are, 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 are not going uh, well. So, of course, Ava and Colin have sex, which is a great sequence. And it's, like, this really intense sex. And in it, um, Voss, like, sees herself with a penis having sex with Ava, and it's sort of, like really seemingly enjoying it in a way where she did not have sex, enjoy sex with Michael. Like she was just really checked out. But being in somebody else's body is like so invigorating and so like incredible. Interesting. And she feel, it's like- Do you see the penis? You do, yes. It's tastefully nice. done, but you, oh, do, I mean, you do see it. <laughs> it's no antichrist, I'm sure. <laughs> no, I, it looks pretty standard, standard issue. Yeah. And they just like pan out and you see it. And yeah. But like clearly she's like engaged and like, you know what I mean? She's into it in a way that she before was just essentially lying there while Michael had sex with her, and then and then and then Voss is back again, and it's just Colin. She sees herself as Colin. It was again like, was that 
what was that experience and and why did I see myself having this sex with this woman? Yes. Um, so in the morning, uh, Gerder uh, has Voss uh, calibrate herself, which is the machine we saw before. So Colin puts that needle on the top of his head and then he uh-huh. does, scrolls the dial to his different emotions. And again, Voss is like, I'm totally fine. I'm yeah. so with it. And also this event where I'm supposed to kill these people is tonight. So okay. he's going to kill them at John Parse's. He's having like a big dinner and like with all these mm-hmm. snobby rich people. And he's going to do it there. So like there's security guards and like witnesses. And then, yeah. he's, and then uh, Colin's going to shoot himself and Voss will get pulled out of his body. Okay. That's the plan. I would like to, uh, to be able to control my emotions on a dial and just... Just laughing nice. maniacally, like happy all the time. Or like, you know, when you really like, you're like, oh, I really want to cry. Like you feel like you need the release of like, when things are, like, tough or, like, when you're anxious yes. or whatever, and be like, oh, I wish I... And, like, sometimes, like, I always watch, like, cry porn, so just, like, find something that always makes me cry and try and watch it just so I could, like, get it out. And, like, it'd be yeah. so much easier just to kind of be like, now you cry. Yeah. <laughs> just go into the bathroom. We just hear you screaming and crying for 30 seconds. You're like, <laughs> And then I right. come out, and I'm like, guys, let's keep recording. great. <laughs> um, so that night, Ava and Colin roll up to the gigantic mansion owned by John Parse, and he's just absolutely, like just a fucking worse rich person Claude. And he's like, I'm bored with everyone here because you're so flawless. And it's just (sighs) like the most like slimy, awful. Everyone's drinking and Ava says, okay, like, are you ready? I'm going to bring you over. We have to interact with my father. Ava hates her dad too. Like she knows he's a piece of shit. Okay. She describes him as a human-sized protozoa who feeds off misery, which I thought was a fun. It's a pretty good line. So they walk over there and John immediately says to his daughter, my colleague, Mr. Bayoka, and I were discussing the psychology of failing as a parent. You get used to it once you realize there's nothing you could do. To his daughter's face. Oh. And I'm presuming <laughs> it's about her dating Colin, her former drug dealer. But it's like, you you should be so lucky that Colin, before this, ha- you know, he was possessed, yeah. seemed like a decent enough person. Oh, I guess he was cheating on her. Well, he wasn't. I mean, like, if you rate, if you're, that's somebody's yeah. father, you're lucky you're, she's not dating a serial killer. Yeah. I mean, I think every day we should all be happy that women aren't dating serial killers. <laughs> the standards are just so low. <laughs> um, so they're both uh, Ava and Voss are like, or uh, Ava and Colin are like, okay, great. Well, great talking to you. <laughs> like that was like their one interaction. Cool. It's like, okay, see you in six months. Also, I'm yeah. sure he pays for everything and that's why she has right. a relationship with them. So Colin goes and finds a quick place and Voss checks in with Gerder and she's like, okay, you're going to get into a big public fight at the party, you're going to leave and come back with a gun and shoot both Ava and John. And Voss is like, great, I'm feeling good. Yeah. I'm feeling like, I, this is going to happen. So she goes mm. up and she pretends to be super drunk. And she's like staggering around and she goes up to John and Colin demands an apology. And he's like, you, but also like demanding an apology after what he said is kind of a normal person thing. Like it, it doesn't seem that extreme. Yeah, that's extreme. not like outside of human. Right. I'd be like, yeah, that makes sense. Even if I don't know that, per- like that, that would be something that you would do. What a normal person doesn't say is what uh, he says next, which is, I'll leave, what Colin says, which is, I'll leave when Ava's done with my fucking cock in her mouth. And obviously, he's just saying this so that, like, John will get into a fight with him because it's, like, the most offensive thing. But it also doesn't, like, make sense when it's, like, well, as if you're having sex right now with her, like, yeah, done. what's happening? What's the timeline? <laughs> yeah. So security tries to pull him away, and um, Colin decks one of the security guards, knocking him out, and then he gets like hauled out, and just like the security just kicks his ass, and he's screaming like, "You think you can step on me? I'm a giant! I'm a fucking giant!" You know, obviously it's supposed to be like he's losing his mind. So right, ergo, right. why he comes back and kills him later. And Ava goes to run and try to help him. He's like, get away from me, you bitch. You fucking bitch. So like now they're fighting. They throw him outside. They kick his ass. And now Voss has to sort of wait until the party dies down a little bit. Go back in with her gun and uh, kill John and Ava. Uh, so she goes back in. Unfortunately, because Voss is in control here, she has the gun, could do it, make it really easy, super quick. That Instead, seems... she picks up a fireplace poker. I mean, Voss and these, like, creative weapon use. I mean, you have the gun. Right. And I, I think we're supposed to think, like, she takes, this is what she takes pleasure in. Like, this is why she's yeah. doing it at this point. It's The not, love of the game. <laughs> it's the love of the game. It's the ability to be in someone else's body and experience these things, whether it be sex or murder. Yes. Is, like, why, is, like, what she's oriented in her life around. And and to Gerda's point, like, her family is what makes her weak. Like, her family is her humanity. Yes. So it's like, if she has a connection to them, she still has a connection to her humanity, as loose and tenuous as it might be. 
So Voss, go, you know, still in Colin's body, goes inside. Ava has gone up to bed. He sits next, next to John, and he puts the gun on the table, and John's like, you're being ridiculous. I'm going to bed. But then he lunges for the gun, and Colin stands up and proceeds to beat John to death with a fireplace poker for, like, five minutes. Like, just, like, wailing Ugh, on him. So violent. Blood spraying everywhere. And then finally takes the fireplace poker and jams it in uh, John's mouth. Just then, of course, Ava, being waked up by the sounds of her father being beaten to death, comes back in. And it's like, what the fuck are you doing? What the fuck are you doing? And Colin shoots her twice in the back. But she's able, she's running. She's able to, like, she's trying to escape. She's still alive. He then takes a fireplace poker out of John's mouth, and he jams it into John's eye and leaves him to die. Ugh. That is such a violent death. wild. And so he goes and he hunts down um, Ava, who was, again, shot in the back but still alive, and then he mm. shoots her in the head, killing her. Okay. Unfortunately, just as before, when Colin goes and puts a gun in his mouth and say, pull me out, he cannot pull the trigger. And we see Voss sort of like all these images flashing. We see Voss's face. Mm-hmm. Colin's face is melting into Voss. Both of them are like deformed. They're like melting into one another. And... As they're struggling, Voss picks up a in Colin's body, picks up a shard of glass and stabs it into the top of Colin's head, destroying the port. <gasps> Meanwhile, back in uh, the lab, oh. Voss's actual blood starts like uh, body starts like choking and spitting up actual blood. And the text like, this is not good. Like the that port is... is destroyed. And like Ooh. she's alive, but like she's non-responsive. So she's not responding to her handlers anymore. So I think from this point on, I think the movie is sort of calling into question who is in control. Is okay. Does Colin have any control? Is he able to bleed through or break through? Does Voss keep getting control? Because it's not clear. So okay. um, Colin break, makes a break back to his apartment. He's still covered in blood. So anyone who saw him would obviously would be like, see. oh, this is a problem. Yeah. And so he can't go back to his apartment. So he goes to the apartment of Ava's terrible friend, Rita, who he had slept with at some point in the, in the past. And uh, he's being followed by two men, and he doesn't know, but we know that they're the technicians from Girder's lab, and okay. they're telling her like, "Let's let us just shoot him, right? Because the longer she stays in this body, she might end up with permanent brain damage. Like this is the next day, so she has like twenty four hours essentially, yeah, to or, get out of there. But she's yeah, she's gonna be a vegetable. Ooh. And Girder says, "No, I want her to stay in." And they never specifically call this out, but I think we're supposed to be. I need her to like prove to me that she. Is the, is the assassin I thought she was. So I'm not going to let anyone kill her but herself. I think they should pull her out and be like, the evidence is all here. Like, you've lost control. You've We've lost seen, the thread. Exactly. You're, like, get her yes. at, Otherwise, um, this, is, this is like basically the like a techno-assassin equivalent of being like, oh, you want to have a cigarette? You're going to have to smoke the whole pack. <laughs> like, this is... Yeah, <laughs> and I think it's like just bad bad management. You already know that she's falling apart. That's not right. you. If you keep her in here, that you're a bad manager. Yes, I agree. Again, yeah, communication. So uh, so he goes and he's like, uh, Rita, I did it so we'd be together or whatever, but she doesn't know about the murder yet. So she's like, what? What are we doing? Um, and he says, uh, can I stay here? Me and Anna had a big fight, so can I just stay here? And, and uh, Rita is leaving for the airport to be gone for a couple days. She's like, okay, you can stay for two days, but you know, I'll be two back. Days. So he's in. So she goes to take a shower, and as she's showering, Colin picks up the gun and goes into the bathroom and sort of levels the gun at her. And for a second, we switch vis- like the visual, and we see instead of Colin Voss again. Presumably now Voss is in control, but okay. it's like, is she just going to start mur- murdering everybody now? Like, right? What's to stop her from doing that? I suppose yes. is the question. Cut yes. to. Colin is back on the couch, and he's seeing on the news about the attack. It turns out that while Ava was killed, because he shot her in the head, mm. John Pars is still alive. <gasps> he's in really bad shape. Yeah, he had a fireplace poker through the eye and mouth. So he has terrible brain damage, but he is still alive. And, they're, and you know, we, nobody knows what this means for the company Zoo through. But also, this means that Voss fucked up. Like, she's yeah. actually not good at her job. So no. on top of, that's what I would say, like, pull her out, because on top of everything right. else... Um, she failed. She yeah. she is in fact not the good assassin we thought she was. Meanwhile, oh, Eddie still alive. Yeah, Eddie shows up at the apartment. He says, "Oh, I know Rita," and she texted me. He doesn't know about the attack either. But he, uh, 
when Colin showed up at Rita's apartment, he told Rita, oh, I have these bruises because I was in an accident. So, and he says, Rita texted me and was like, oh, I think he, Colin's in, he's acting weird, he's in an accident. Um, so I just thought I'd come check on you. Could you make me a drink? As soon as Colin turns around to make a drink, um, Eddie shoots him in the back of the head. Great. But he does not shoot him with a gun. What he does is he's shooting a port into his head. Okay. And so when Colin wakes up, Eddie says, hey, I'm in collaboration with the organization that sent you. I love your work. I love the assassinated <laughs> lawyer, Elio Maza. Love your work. I, I think you're, he literally says, I'm a huge fan, fan of yours. Like, he knows that it's Voss. Like, he knows everything yeah. about her. Right, 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 right. But he's being sent in and, um, and he- Are we to presume that it's Eddie, that it is Eddie, or that somebody is inside of Eddie? I'm not sure. I think it is Eddie. I think that, okay. that the organization essentially put him in as a plant to find out who can we use as an assassin. Assassin. Okay. Why they couldn't just, why well, I guess Eddie doesn't have a relationship with the family. So maybe the, Eddie was working there and okay. he met a Colin and said, oh, you know, actually, one of my coworkers is dating Ava. So we'll okay. just use okay. him. Got it. So, and Voss, and so Voss says to Eddie, you have to shoot Colin in the head because I can't do it. And Eddie says, no, I'm a Christian. And Gerder says it has to be you because, like, you know, distraught killer, can't live with the guilt. Yeah. You know, we have to, this has to be as clean as possible because you already fucked this up so bad. And Eddie is trying to sync up Voss to Colin's body again because they're like, oh, maybe you just came loose. Or I, again, I don't know yeah, anything I, about it. Maybe you just got, your transmission got all fucked up. So we just had to reorient you to the body. And as he's doing this pulse analysis, we switch between Colin lying in the bed and then it's Voss lying in the bed. And Colin lying in the bed, and they like switch back and forth. And when it's Voss, she sees Colin come inside and start to strangle her. And so it's like, oh, is Colin fighting for control of their body? Oh, that's so scary. And is he able to do that because, as we've established, like something is wrong with her. Like mentally, she is starting to change or break down. So Colin is able to do this, which in the past, no one was ever able to do that. Because there's like cracks that he could. So in, in his imagining, Colin is choking her, and then he crushes her skull in his hands. Like, it crumples like a, an oh. empty mask. And then he puts the mask on his face. And so um, Colin in the Voss mask now sees everything from Voss's life. So I guess we're to think he okay. now has access to her mind in the way that she had access to his. Okay. So oh he, no! So now he sees <laughs> he sees her smelling Iris, her son's hair in bed, having sex with Michael, and also it's all Colin in a Voss, terrifying Voss mask, doing all these things, killing okay. the lawyer Elio Maza, and then finally standing in front of Michael and Iris' house. So Colin now knows where Voss lives, where oh, her family lives, and what? that this person is inside his head. When Colin's body wakes up, again, still don't know. We're I'm presuming Voss. Okay. Colin's body wakes up and he realizes that he has killed Eddie and killed Rita and he still can't will not shoot himself. But at this point, we don't know, is he refusing to shoot himself because that's actually Colin or right. is Voss simply still not able to shoot him? Oh, and I have God. to then ask you, Allison, at this point in the movie, who will survive? Who will survive? I mean, no one? <laughs> I feel like... That's a good guess. I feel like Voss is going to die. Mm-hmm. I feel like Colin is also going to die as kind of, if he's not a, yeah. Both of, I think both of them will die. Okay, great. And then the people still at the company that are alive will stay alive. Her boss. Great. Justin and so good. Thousands of summer deals at your Nordstrom Rack Store. Save up to 60% on new arrivals from Vince. Rag and Bone, Adidas, Joe's, Marc Jacobs, and more. Great brands, great prices every day at Nordstrom Rack. But hurry for first dibs. Get your summer favorites up to 60% off at Nordstrom Rack today. Great brands, great prices. That's why you rack. Looking for some amazing TV to stream? Indulge yourself with the hits on Hulu you can't miss. Dive in with Barney, Ted, Robin, and the gang on How I Met Your Mother. All nine seasons are now streaming on Hulu. Then you can move to Modern Family, Schitt's Creek, and My Wife and Kids. We're talking every episode and every season of these shows. We're talking huge hits, streaming on Hulu whenever you're in the mood. Now we're talking. Whether you're making the same breakfast that you have every day or baking a cake for an extra special day, eggs are a staple in our diets. Eggland's best eggs are nutritionally superior to ordinary eggs. 
containing more vitamins and 25% less saturated fat. Not only are they better for you, but Eggland's best eggs taste better too. There's a reason that they're America's number one eggs. Visit egglandsbest.com for additional information and delicious recipes. One, two, three, four. Those are numbers, but you already knew that. If you want to know what number you're going to pay each month for your car, use Kelly Blue Book My Wallet on AutoTrader. They're really good at numbers. Auto Trader. Um, so I think we're supposed to think like we don't know who exactly has control. So I'm just going to refer to Colin as Colin because that is the body. Um, okay. But yeah. again, we're supposed to be like who, who, you know, who, what, where, how, who, who is the one who is in control? Colin shows up at Michael and Ira's house and he's doing the exact same thing that Voss was doing. He's repeating lines to himself. Hey, darling. You know, he's he's sort of pulling okay. these things from her mind um, okay. to say them. And, of course, sees Ira, who's outside playing like a normal kid is, and Colin says, I think I know you from somewhere. And then Michael comes in and calls Ira inside, like, okay, all right, I don't know, don't talk to this guy or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Colin waits until it's dark, and then he finally rings the doorbell, and... He, you know, he's talking to Michael through the door because obviously Michael's not a total dummy. And he says, right. oh, I have a message from your wife. And as soon as, and he knows Voss's name. And as soon okay. as he says that, Michael's like, oh, is she okay? Opens the door. Colin forces himself into the into the house. And Ooh. he has Voss's gun. Of course. And he's screaming like, where's your wife? Where is she? Like, tell me where she is. And Michael's like, I genuinely don't know. Like, she doesn't live here. She told me she's traveling for work. So do we think that this is actual Colin? I will, I will, I will leave, okay. I'll just, the, okay. we're towards Keep the end, going. so, but we, this is the conversation, yeah, so she, yeah. and he, Colin screams at Michael, you don't know what she's done to me, do you think of your wife as a predator, do you ever worry about, worry about parasites like that cat, and Mike's, Michael's like, I don't know what you're talking about, I don't have any information about my wife, please, and Colin proceeds to tell uh, Michael this story, it says, just think one day your wife is cleaning the cat litter and she gets a worm in her. That worm ends up in her brain. The next thing that happens is she gets an idea in there too. And it's hard to say whether that idea is really hers or it's just the worm. And it makes her do certain things, predator things. It's got to make you wonder. Are you really married to her? Are you married to the worm? So at this point, Colin is okay. screaming, are you seeing this, you fucking bitch? Come out, like, talk to me or whatever. Yes. And so then we see Voss in Colin's mind's eye appear, and they're both wearing identical clothing. And he says to her, like, what have you done to me? And he says, and Voss says, what do you mean? You're the one in control. And Colin says, no, oh I haven't God. been in control lately. Voss says, well, you're the one who killed Ava. And Colin's like, no, that was you. I, I couldn't have done something like that. And finally, Colin says, fix this or I will kill Michael. And Voss replies, do it. He's only holding you back. Luckily, Michael is no slouch. Okay. So he fucking right. just grabs Colin's gun out of his hand and shoots him. Good. Unfortunately, there's, and this is why, this is a horror, horror movie lesson number 5,000. Okay, yeah. write this down, everybody. Never leave a butcher's knife out on, a, on your kitchen counter, on the table, on your chopping block, okay? You need to put it away as far as you can. Yes. Because Colin grabs the butcher's knife and just starts hacking <gasps> Michael apart. Cuts no. off to his fingers, they fly across the room, and there's blood spraying everywhere. What? Yeah, he's going absolutely wild. No, that's wild. so violent. Yeah. Oh. So finally, after Colin murders Michael, he kind of slumps against a kitchen island, he puts the gun in his mouth again, and he says, pull me out. And he still can't do it. Whew. And finally, a knife is stabbed in the side of Colin's neck. And he turns, and, it's, and he shoots without looking, and it's Ira, the kid. <gasps> So he kills. Yeah. So Ira, Ira is standing there with a bullet hole. And he's a kid, and I really don't like violence against either. children. And so this part, I'm like, oh, God. That's a bridge in a, in a, too far. And so I, poor Ira has like a bullet hole in his stomach just standing there. And so no. we cut back to Colin, and we see that Colin is now Voss. So I, I think we're understanding, like, in this moment, Voss, Voss now has control. This. She just fills her kid's body with bullets. She is screaming and just shooting him over and over again until finally they both collapse to the floor, dying. And as Colin watches, he's dying. Voss mm -hmm. is, you know, essentially going to be able to leave once the body dies. Right. Iris says, pull me out. 
And we cut back to the lab, and we realize that Girder has gone in as Ira. So both of them wake up in the lab. Both Voss and Girder. Voss and Girder have woken up in the lab. But those deaths happen. Like, Ira did die. Ira's dead. Colin. And Michael all dead. Oh, man. Yeah. I didn't think the family would end up dying. I completely agree. And I guess, like, it's like this is the neatest way to do it, because for all they know... Colin had, you know, some sort of break, kills, attacks Ava and, yeah. and John, and then kills this family. They don't know how his connection, but it, by all evidence, he did do it. Yes. So the next time we see them, Voss has to do that, like, post-possession um, wrap-up, like, yeah. where she's going through her box of personal belongings. But as she's saying them out loud, her voice has no affect whatsoever. She's completely emotionally cut off. So she's like... Fully an assassin, like in yes. assassin mode. Like any part that tied her to meaningful. her humanity is now dead, which is what Girder wanted. Yes, and that is the end. Oh, that's so dark. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, it was confusing for a while, but I think it kind of sorted itself out a little bit. Once mm-hmm. everyone starts dying, then you're like, I guess there's no more questions. It doesn't matter who some of these people are. Um, but that is very scary. Um, and I wanted to read one little thing before we got to uh, Fatal Mistakes, which is because uh, Colin, or Voss, said that thing about cat litter, and I wanted mm-hmm. to read about the parasite toxoplasmosis, which I feel like most people know about. It lives in cat litter, and it's the reason that, I don't know if they tell us anymore, but they used to say if you were pregnant to not have a cat litter Oh yeah, you're you. not supposed to. Yeah. yeah, and now I think you could have the cat litter, but it has to be like away from the living space, and you're, and then the pregnant person can't clean it because ostensibly you're potentially inhaling these parasites. Right. Because apparently uh, there's all this evidence that it is linked to risk-taking behaviors in both humans and other animals that get the parasite. And in one of them, they're described as uh, turning animals that have toxoplasmosis into rageaholics. <gasps> no. So I don't know whether Voss was saying like, was that one? I love the idea that maybe she's just saying toxoplasmosis from the cat litter turned me into a psychopath. I love that. But also, <laughs> like, really the funny. idea that, like, this thing, that once she started to do this, like, it became like a parasite in her mind. And so, like, she she was replaced by this killer. Yes. Ostensibly. That being said, like, Girder was, like, psychologically trying to break her down for this end. Right. So it's not yes. like, oh, she was born evil. Maybe she was, but, like, this is clearly a pattern that the company's trying to groom her into being. So I think right. you could put it all on you, you know? No, this is definitely, I would I would put a lot of fault in, uh, I guess, the techno-assassin industry. Yes, uh, absolutely. It's a, the, it's a cultural problem within the techno-assassin industry. You know? and it's, When are it's, they going to have their Me Too? Nothing's going to change gonna... until people start speaking up. Exactly. Yeah. So if you're a techno assassin, please write into us. We would love yes. to get get your story out. Um, yeah, I'm sorry, I'm reading this stuff. Medical news today, horrible stuff like you know, like uh it, mice that are infected with ta- toxoplasmosis lose their fear of cats. That's scary that that's like how our brains work. And apparently in a study published in twenty twenty. Um, women who carry the antibodies, saying meaning they have been infected with the uh, toxoplasmosis, when giving birth, have a higher risk of self-harm or suicide later on. Isn't that awful? <sighs> we got to figure out a better op- like situation for cats and the bathroom. Yeah. On the other hand, these doctors, a bunch of doctors are like, a lot of people have cats. This is not like, yeah. This, while this is possible, it's not like if you have a cat, you're going to become a techno assassin. First of all, we don't have the technology yet. So no, I don't think. You're going to have to go analog. You're just going to be an analog assassin. Just a regular assassin. I'm um, sorry. Well, I didn't mean to scare the cat owners. I just, when they referenced it, I'm yeah. like, oh, I guess I've heard that thing about toxoplasmosis. We had cats growing up, and I've never techno-assassined anyone. I guess they were Me outside. Too. They were barn cats, but... We had indoor cats when I was growing up, and I've never, to my knowledge, um, <laughs> techno-assassinated anyone. <laughs> right, like you look down, and it turns out you just have a gun, and you're covered in blood. Yeah, it's like also like, I've had cats and like everyone has, like I feel like I have like a hundred friends with cats and I've like never heard, now that you say it, I'm like, oh, I guess I've heard of that. But like if it was a real thing, like a real risk, then you would right, hear you about it all the time. you think we would know about it? You would think. Now this is 2016. What is big litter hiding from us? I mean, the, I, again, <laughs> wouldn't be surprised. This is from 2016. Is kitty litter, cat litter, paras, is a cat litter parasite making a rageaholic? And apparently 
they did a study of people with a psychiatric disorder called intermittent explosive disorder, and they were more than twice as likely as healthy individuals to have toxoplasmosis. Whoa. Maybe we should be getting checked for it. Maybe is what they're saying. It's just to make sure. Now I'm worried. I don't know. I feel like most of the cat owners I I know are very mild-mannered, so I feel like we're fine. Yeah. And if you're worried, just open a window, you know? Yeah. That's good. We're finding that that's the solution to many <laughs> of our modern uh, disease era. I know. Who do? Yeah, open a window. <laughs> open a window. And in Allison's case, jump out of it if you yep. find yourself in this Always. situation. Yes. So what are some fatal mistakes that you think our um, techno-assassins or the other people in the film made during Possessor? Fatal mistakes. We've said it already, but like, Communication. Like, if you're having trouble at work, tell your boss. You know, there's nothing wrong with asking for help. Yeah, and I guess it's like the pressure. Like, we all feel pressure to be like, I'll figure it out on my own or whatever. But I do feel like once you start to lose your your grip on reality, you just got to let somebody know. Somebody's got to know what's going on. So I guess that would be, and also like getting into this uh, line of work. Yeah. (laughs) It would be a mistake. (laughs) Yeah, if you get recruited, but it's hard. I mean, finding a job out of college, I understand. Like, if somebody approaches you with an opportunity, you know. I think for me, one of mine is, um, if you're Michael, wish for something better for yourself. There are other fish in the sea, and most of them are not techno-assassins. Right, and like you, like I feel like I didn't really know what some of my dad's jobs were when I was growing up, but I knew like the companies he worked for and that like yeah, he did general he business and like that's yeah. like, and I think my mom definitely knew what he did. So I feel like if you're married to someone, you should know what they do for work. Right, much like the very famous advice of like, if your partner doesn't want you to go in the garage or the basement or there's a room yes. or something you can't go yes. in. That's a deal breaker. Get out of there. You should That's be able to go in that room. And if a not, deal breaker, ladies. Yeah. Um, I completely agree. I wanted to play a quick round of Would You Rather Techno Assassin Edition. Perfect. And it was sort of like, whose body would you rather be in? Okay. So That's fun. Uh, yeah. So one of my head was Melania Trump on her wedding night or Melania Trump any other night of her life. Oh, God. I mean, I would hope on the wedding night he would be so, like, hopped up on speed that he just and would so forget full. I was there. You know yeah. he ate a ton. You know he ate a ton. He's the only person who ate a lot at his own wedding. <laughs> <laughs> no, be right. He's probably, he, that's a great example of like, he's probably, that'd be a night where he was tired. Other nights he might be full of, you know. Yeah, I don't know what his like drug, she's a terrible person, so none of these options are like appealing. I guess, yeah, the wedding night, they're probably staying in the same hotel room and yeah. other nights I think that they don't sleep in the same rooms. So I I'm going to go with another not. Another night. Uh, okay, and then um, an, another one. Would you rather be Donald Trump on the toilet or Steve Bannon in that hot tub from that story from a oh, couple yeah. of years ago where <laughs> he left a rental and the owner was like, it looks like the hot tub was filled with acid? <laughs> so which one of those would you rather have to invade their body? Ugh, I guess the t- t- Trump on the toilet. Mm-hmm. Steve Bannon just feels like a grosser body to have to inhabit. And for all we know, the reason that hot tub was like that is because he used it as a toilet. I know. I just assume that that's what he does with hot tubs. Oh, exactly. Right. <laughs> like, as soon as you enter those hot are tub, large it burns, toilets to him. It starts yeah. boiling and like turning into acid. Um, I only had two. I couldn't come yeah, up with a third those one. Those are two. Those were both scary and funny. <laughs> like, um, they're horrifying. I do. Yeah. There. I, I do appreciate this is a, a slightly different horror. The horror of being in someone else's body is really fun, and I feel like we haven't done yeah. anything like this in a, in a hot minute. But yeah. And then finally, Allison, where would you place the film on the spooky scale? The spooky scale, of course, as our listeners know, is a scale of one to ten screams. That is rating how scary a film is, not necessarily whether we enjoyed the film, right. which I, I absolutely did. A spooky scale. I mean, I feel like between the violent deaths and the fireplace poker, you know, murder or almost murder, I guess, between that and then also, like, I just hate when, like, you're like, what narrative is real? Like, who do I trust? Like, everybody feels unreliable. Like, that kind of, like, I don't know who I'm looking at or, like, who's in control. It's very scary, so I'm giving it an eight. Great. And I guess I will, I'm going to give it an eight, too. I agree. Oh, wow. It's very, we don't usually say the same number. 
No, I feel like I really, maybe just the end with like the kid getting killed. I just found oh, I was yeah. like, oh God. So I don't want to reward the film for that, but it was very scary. And yeah. I thought everyone was excellent in it. And um, I, again, like love a sci-fi horror movie. So yeah. this really this really checked all my boxes. Well, guys, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, we hope yes. you like this one. As always, please send in any recommendations, any questions, any yes. concerns, any queries. Uh, you can email us at ruined at theradiopoint.com or you can find us at Ruined Podcast on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, but interact with us. We like interacting with people. Yeah, and <laughs> if, I goof, if I goofed up, please enter. So mm-hmm. Let us give us a cor- corrections. But I would ask, please, for a gentle correction. Yes, gentle. I, I respond. I'm like a horse. We're like fragile. I want you to put a sugar cube on your hand, to, and oh. then I'll, I'll figure out how to. I don't know. Jump Lap over something. Up. What do you teach a horse to do? <laughs> yeah, I think you teach him to jump on stuff. Yes, and I will. Um, well, guys, thank you so much for joining us. And until next week, week. Oh boy, Ooh. is there a techno assassin <laughs> inside me? How would I even know anymore? (laughs) Like, I feel like by the end of the podcast, we're always both like, well, I guess it's like I try to blow my head off. Um, I guess I'll know. Well, until then, guys, please, we beg of you. You must. Keep it spooky. Keep it spooky. Ruined is a Radio Point production with executive producers Alex Bach, Sabrina Fonfetter, and Houston Snyder, recorded and edited by Kat Iosa. Whether you're making the same breakfast that you have every day or baking a cake for an extra special day, eggs are a staple in our diets. Eggland's best eggs are nutritionally superior to ordinary eggs, containing more vitamins and 25% less saturated fat. Not only are they better for you, but Eggland's best eggs taste better too. There's a reason that they're America's number one eggs. Visit egglandsbest.com for additional information and delicious recipes.